Well, hello, King's Arms family. Oh, it's great to see you guys again, whether you're watching at 9.30 this morning or whether you are watching on demand, wherever you may be, great to have you. And today I'm hosting with the wonderful Carly for her oh, first time. Thanks, Josh. I've been so excited about hosting online. I'm normally behind the scenes. Um, but this is our last Sunday online meeting of 2020. I yeah. cannot believe it, Josh. It's gone so quickly. It really has. But I think um, they basically decided not to have a meeting next Sunday because it's my birthday. So <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. But more importantly, it's actually Jesus's birthday yeah. in five days. Amazing. So it's, exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited for Christmas. But Josh, 2020 is nearly coming to an end. How I, are you feeling about that? I mean, I can imagine that most people absolutely cannot wait for this year to end. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, for me, I've got so much to be thankful for at the end of this year. I feel like as crazy as it's been I've had an opportunity to get closer to family and to yeah. God so I'm going to be going into the new year absolutely celebrating so That's it's great. going to be great um, which actually brings me to the point that uh, we're going to be having a crossover service this year um, which is going to be for the church just to pray into the new year um, and just to celebrate the fact that God has brought us through this year so we've got a little video here uh, where Katie's just going to tell you a little bit more. Holidays are coming, anticipation rising you seen the Coke advert yet? John Lewis's, you won't forget. But I'm here to talk about next year and how we'll use our prayers to steer. Our prayers are powerful, you see. They help me lift my eyes off me. First, we have crossover prayer. We'll see in the new year there. Do the countdown 10 to midnight, 2021, God's first in our sight. Then, January, we'll start in prayer and fasting too. Quit food, you dare. We'll hunger for the presence of the Lord and take our Bibles, God's word, our sword. In Isaiah 35, it says that springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. Let's pray for this breakthrough in front of our hands. So get the dates in your diary. Think about what you'll quit. Let's see what happens when the church unites in prayer. Yes, our future is bright. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Katie. So, yeah, we would just like to encourage you, no matter where you find yourself at the end of this year uh, on New Year's Eve, to just join in and uh, join our crossover service. Just a time to celebrate um, and lift up the name of Jesus for a year, however it's been for you. Um, so it's going to be at 11.15. And if you need any details, then go to kingsarms.org slash Christmas. Yeah. And Katie also mentioned about starting the year with a week of prayer and fasting so we'd love you to join with that you can find out more at kingsarms.org forward slash thirst and we're really excited about starting the year with prayer and fasting because I don't know about you but Christmas is definitely a time of indulgence for me yeah. and I think just starting the year saying God you're more important than the food that I'm eating or the presents that I got at Christmas and just laying laying all of that down is just going to be a great way to start the year together um, talking of laying down our lives, we are now heading into worship. So before I hand over to Jess, Josh is going to pray for us. Great. Lord, we worship you and we praise you and we just thank you because you are just awesome and wonderful. And we count it a privilege to be able to call you Abba Father. And right now, as we're about to go into a time of worship, Lord, uh, we just pray that you will just be present, Lord, that you will hear uh, the hearts of your people, that um, as we lift up a praise and a worship, Lord, that it will be pleasing to you, Lord, and it will touch your heart, Lord, that mm. even as we worship, Lord, that chains will be broken and lives mm. will be changed, Jesus, even yes. in our own lives, in our families and in our mm. communities. Uh, we just worship you, we praise you, and we just ask you to cover this time of worship. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Too certain for 
love to hear is the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises he hears.
Jesus
Thank you so much Jess that was wonderful and um, I just felt like God reminded me of something that happened a few weeks ago so I was feeling really flat and you know how sometimes we know things about God but we just need him to prove it to us and I was just feeling a bit unseen and a bit hidden and I, I said to God I know you hear me but can you just show me that that you see me and I um, was looking for some Christmas presents for my boys and I'm going to need to be cryptic in case they're watching. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was looking for these really specific gifts that, and I wanted them to be ethically sourced and sustainable and I just couldn't find anything that was right and that didn't cost loads of money and so I gave up. And then I got a message from someone saying... I really want to make these for your boys um, and it was the exact thing that I'd been looking for wow. and I just felt so seen by God and that was such an amazing moment and I just feel like there are some people here watching today who where you're feeling unseen you're feeling hidden and you know you're you're sat behind that screen watching this and and you don't know where God is and I just want to encourage you that your father knows you and he sees mm. you and he loves you and just cry out to him tell him what you need and he's so faithful yeah. and he's so good to us so yeah. true so i mean if that that story has touched you in any way or or you can even empathize or sympathize with that story or you have your own at the moment and and the worship's moved you then please do if you're watching live use the live prayer button and engage with the team we've got a team on hand just waiting to pray with you and engage with you um so that would be absolutely wonderful um, so in this time, we've we've had some short Christmas videos each week, um, which we've been putting on for you guys to see. And um, we've got another one this week for you. Um, and it's, I guess, just to prove the point that God is still on the move. So enjoy. Mm -hmm. 
So now's our time that we'll take up the offering and um, we love it when, when you partner with us in all that God's doing through our church family here at King's Arms. If you'd like to give today then you can click the give button on your screen or you can go to kingsarms.org forward slash give. Brilliant. Well it's that time of the service that I guess we all look forward to and today we have the wonderful Simon Holly. Uh, leading us and giving us a word. We're still in the series of Carols for the King and we have a wonderful but underrated uh, carol today. So <laughs> tune in and enjoy. Well, we are focusing on three carols in the run-up to Christmas. And uh, this week we have O Little Town of Bethlehem. And to be honest, my heart sank a little bit when I realised that that was the carol I'd been allocated. Phil got Hark the Herald Angels Sing, a classic in its time. Kirsty got Joy to the World. You know, it's like the, the, every carol service has to end with this carol. It's like Land of Hope and Glory at the end of uh, last night at the proms. I got Little Town of Bethlehem, the runt of the carol litter, if you ask me. Um, am I being harsh on Little Town? I, I'm sure you'll, you'll let me know. I think, though, that PJ may have had something to do with the allocation of these carols because years ago, we were doing a series of preaches on uh, movies and I was doing the preach rotor and I decided that PJ should do The Incredibles, the, uh, uh, the children's movie The Incredibles and draw spiritual lessons out. Now, in my defence, it seemed a good plan at the time. I agree that the execution of it was slightly more tricky than I had planned. PJ lost about a stone in weight and gained about five years in age as he sweated his, through, his way through this message. So I swear he's had something to do with this moment where I am doing 
Little Town of Bethlehem because he's still going on about it 15 years later. So is O Little Town of Bethlehem the runt of the litter? Is that what it is? And not to be put off, I have dived into this uh, little carol, this cheery little carol, uh, with some gusto and found some interesting things. Do you ever feel out of control? Do you ever feel like uh, this world is getting darker and darker? Do you ever feel like you're, t you're a tiny cog in a giant machine that's spinning into madness? Do you ever wonder if peace is going to be restored? Well, little town of Bethlehem pulls in some ancient truths that speak into every one of those situations. But just for a little backdrop, where was it written? Who wrote it? It was written by a guy called Philip Brooks in the 1860s. He was a priest in a church uh, in Philadelphia, USA. He was inspired by actually visiting Bethlehem itself, which he visited in 1865. Three years later, he wrote this poem. And the organist of the church, Lewis Radner, added to the music. And, and I enjoyed Lewis Radner's recollection of how he wrote the, the, the music. And this is what he said. As Christmas of 1868 approached, Mr. Brooks told me that he had written a simple little carol for the Christmas Sunday school service, and he asked me to write the tune to it. We were to practice it the following Sunday. Mr. Brooks came to me on Friday and said, Radner, have you ground out that music to Little Town of Bethlehem yet? I replied, no, but I'll have it to you by Sunday. On the Saturday night, my brain was confused about the tune. I thought more about my Sunday school lesson than I did about the music, but I was roused from sleep late in the night hearing an angel strain whispering in my ear. I seized a piece of music paper. I jotted down the treble of the tune and as we now have it, and on Sunday morning before going to church, I filled in the harmony. Neither Mr. Brooks nor I had ever thought the carol to the, all the music would live beyond the Christmas of 1868. So there you go. That's how it was come. That's how it came to birth. And it's a nod to worship teams, to musicians, to creatives everywhere. Nothing much has changed since 1868. You are still being asked to produce miracles at the last minute with very little sleep by people who don't know how hard it is or realise what else you've got to do, but still say, can you have it done by tomorrow? And why has it taken you so long? You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, enough of the carol intro. What we're going to do is to find out what truths this carol sucks into it what truths it proclaims so timelessly it's got some stuff that will give joy to the world and heart the held angels sing a run for their money so let's read it shall we together and uh, really go into it in detail oh little town of bethlehem how still we see thee lie above the deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by Yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. And gathered all above while mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and sing praises to the God and King and peace to men on earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. When you read through it like that, some of the things stand out to you in a way that perhaps they don't as we just sing through it in a carol service. And just a few themes that stood out to me. There's so much in there. The first would be this. The significant comes from the insignificant. It starts with this place, O little town of Bethlehem. If you think about the day uh, uh, of, the, of the nativity story, the, the great cities, the Cairo, the Athens, the Rome, the Alexandria, these massive giant metropolises, and yet the Lord decided to manifest, to incarnate himself in Bethlehem, a tiny, insignificant town in a tiny, insignificant pro uh, province. Just as Micah had prophesied hundreds of years earlier in Micah 5.2, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you. People have always been drawn to the loud, to the impressive, but this demonstrates to us again that God is humble and that he chooses and even delights to work in the insignificant, in the small, in the places that are overlooked, God chooses to come. 
Ever felt like you're insignificant? Ever felt like you've been overlooked? Then get ready. Because Christ Jesus comes to those kind of places and those kinds of people. I mean, even think about the, the people in this nativity story that inhabited this insignificant town, the shepherds, the innkeeper, even Mary and Joseph. Think about it. These people have become some of the most famous people in history, more famous than any superstar who's alive today. These people are more famous than any of them. And yet they came from this insignificant place. Why? Because they responded to God in faith. They partnered with kingdom activity. And this kingdom always starts like a seed, small and insignificant, and yet grows and grows and grows to fill the earth. You might feel like you've got little to contribute, but what if you partnered your little with God's mighty hand? Suddenly, endless opportunities open up. This is the day, I believe, of the small becoming great. I mean, think about Airbnb. I was reading about Airbnb this week. It was created less than 12 years ago, yet by October 2019, Two million people were staying in Airbnb every single night. It is now bigger than the top 10 hotel chains in the world combined. It's got a market capital of 26 billion. Something different is happening in our day where the small becomes great. I talked with uh, a guy called Victor John this week. I mean, it was just such an honour to get a chance to talk with him for an hour. He's got a book about his life called Bojapuri Breakthrough. 20 years ago, he and another guy began seeking God for their region of northern India. He began praying and asking God for a breakthrough. And God gave them a strategy. And today, there are now 25 million people in their movement as they've seen multiplying churches create multiplying churches, disciples creating disciples. It is just a modern phenomenon. I believe the next decade is not the decade of the big, but the decade of the small. It's the decade of the insignificant. It's the decade of the things that people overlooked becoming great as people of God partner with God and what he's wanting to do on the planet. What about you? What about you? Do you have faith for the insignificant to become significant when God gets hold of it? That's the, the foundation of this carol, Little Town of Bethlehem. And the second thing is this, the light shines in the darkness. The carol says this, in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and dreams of all the years are met in thee tonight. I stayed with Caroline's family one time. In, uh, we went to the, stay in the woods in, in the mountains in Tennessee. And uh, while we were staying there, I decided to take my nephew, uh, my, uh, Caroline's brother, sorry, uh, on a walk in the woods. And he was about 13 or 14 at the time. And we walked up the mountain. And uh, I was obviously the responsible adult. It was snowy. It was cold. It was December. It was awesome. It was amazing. Well, as we were walking up, he suddenly says, how are we going to find our way back to the cabin? Ooh, good thought. I'm meant to be the responsible adult here. I know what we'll do. We'll snap branches on the trees and then we'll just follow the broken branches home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you have any idea how many trees have broken branches in woods? The answer is a lot. There was just no way we were going to follow that path home. There was just no way at all. So as we began descending, the panic started to rise. As I began to realise, oh my gosh, if we overshoot this cabin or miss this cabin, we are heading down into a valley with literally thousands of acres of woodland. And it's the middle of December I don't know what's going to happen. Either panic began to rise and then suddenly there's a light. Is that a light? It is a light. It's the cabin. <laughs> We've made it. You know, there's something far greater than a, a walk in the woods that inspired this carol. John, 18, John 8 verse 12 says this. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This world is filled with darkness, with brokenness, with shame. Do you ever feel like you are lost in the woods of light, of life, that the, the light is fading, <laughs> that you don't know where you are or where you're going? And then you see a light. Is that a light? Well, the carol says it's not just a light, 
It is the eternal light. That's what John 8 says. Jesus says, I am the light. I'm not just a light. He's not just someone who kind of hands you a torch and says, right, off you go into the darkness. He says, no, follow me. I am the light. Follow me. Step into my footsteps of light and I will lead you through and out of this darkness. This is the message of the carol. This is the message of the scripture that Christ is the only true eternal light. He is the penetrating light that warms, that comforts, that brings hope, that brings life, that brings us out of darkness, the darkness within and the darkness without into a new place of eternity. He says, come follow me, come place your footsteps in my footsteps of light. I prayed with a a young man racked with guilt over how he'd been treating his wife and his kids. He came into the light of Christ. He found forgiveness. He found freedom from the guilt and the shame. He was able to go back into his home offering hope and restoration. I prayed with a young woman racked with shame over the things that have been done with her. She came into the light of Christ and found a new person who would love her just as she was, who would find, help her to forgive and help her to forgive uh, those who had hurt her and help her to walk into life again. I am the light of the world, Jesus says. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here's, this mess, here's the message of this carol. A light, the light of Christ, has shone in the darkness so come out of that, come out of the darkness, step into his light, step away from the shame and the darkness and the guilt that you're carrying him. Will you respond to him? Maybe you're already a Christian, but maybe you've realised you've been slipping back into darkness. The shame, perhaps it was one thing and now it's another and the shame is starting to build up again. And the message of this carol, this simple carol this Christmas is this, will you step back towards the light? Will you come to the light of Christ? Will you let him penetrate your heart? Will you begin to follow him again? Maybe you've never given your life to Christ. You've never chosen to follow him. This message is for you. Maybe you felt, I'm not good enough. There's too much stuff. I've too much damage, too much water under the bridge. Well, the message of this carol, the message of the scriptures is this. Christ came for people like you and like me who feel lost in the darkness He didn't come for those who think they don't need a light. He came for the ones who know they need a light. And if that's you, then this Christmas, the message for you is come into his light. And the fourth thing, the third thing, sorry, is this. Peace comes into turmoil. Here's here's the third theme I want to pick out. And praises sing to God the King and peace to men on earth. You could be forgiven for looking at the world around and saying, well, you know, Philip, (laughs) not much has changed since 1868. In fact, I think it's got worse. You know, where is this promised peace that was promised 2,000 years ago? Things do not look great. The noise of the world, the the, the crowding out, the, the increase in violence and despair. It doesn't feel like there's so much peace in the world. The line from the carol, peace to men on earth, stands out like a cockroach on a wedding cake. You know, it doesn't look like it fits. And yet, the noise of life may make it difficult to find peace on the outside. But this is what Jesus promises, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give it as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is the message that the carol picks out, that Jesus himself says, I am giving you my peace. Jesus' peace will not make all of your problems disappear. It won't let all the world's wars fade immediately. But what he's saying is he has sown the seeds of peace that come from within himself. He has sown the seeds of peace that bring peace that will ultimately fill the entire earth. It's the peace of right relationship with God. No longer feeling, will God accept me? Can I even know him? Is he out there even? It's the peace that knows God has welcomed me. God has searched for me. God has found me. It's the peace that stills the anxious drive to be accepted because you're now accepted by God himself in Christ. It's the peace that silences the guilty conscience of regret because you know that your sins are forgiven. The carol brings that out again and again, that you can know forgiveness of your sin, that you can know that guilty conscience that you've tried to justify and tried to push down and tried to think, well, surely everyone does it, but you know deep down 
But so what if everyone does it? You're still guilty. That voice can finally be put at rest because you can know peace with God and forgiveness through Christ. It's the peace that brings comfort to the lonely and hope to the fearful. It's the peace that dissipates anger. It's the peace that brings calm to the volatile. It's Jesus' peace and it's knowing that Jesus is waiting to bring you into that eternal place, that eternal place of peace where there'll be no more noise from the world around us. Jesus promises, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do you have that peace going into 2021? I tell you what, in this year coming up, we are going to need peace, I believe, like we've never known it before. Because peace may be taken from the outside. It's going to be all the more important that as followers of Jesus, we dig deep and find that peace that comes from the inside, that peace that only Jesus offers, that peace that enables us to go through the troubles of this life. That's been my joy over years of traveling and ministering in the developing world and ministering into areas where Christians are persecuted. I have seen that even in the most extreme situations, the peace of Christ stands true. The peace of Christ guards people's hearts and it guards people's minds. So many other rich themes in this carol I don't have time to go into, but you know, if you've been bombarded this year with uh, so many voices, uh, so many things, so many loud things. And the carol says this, No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. There's so many things bombarding, loud, brash voices and sounds and things and agendas. And yet the carol says, the dear Christ enters into meekness, to gentleness, He's not someone who smashes down the door of your life. He's the, the someone who comes to the lives that will welcome him. It's the invisible that changes the visible. He is the, the one who brings, in his way, in his meekness, brings life and transformation from the inside out. We felt alone this year. This carol says, we hear the Christmas angel, the great glad tidings tell. Come to us, abide with us, O Lord Emmanuel. It shows us that isolation gets replaced by his presence. Not just any presence, but God's presence, God himself. And we, st- we need family, we need friends. That's what the church is. But, but it shows that deeper than all of that and underneath all of that, there is the presence of God, O, o Lord Emmanuel, which means God with us. It sounds and resounds from this carol. So next time you come across joy to the world and heart the herald angels sing, bullying poor little, oh little town of Bethlehem, you stand up and say, listen you guys, you might be great for the end of a carol service, but a little town of Bethlehem, he's got something about him. He contains some life-changing truths that significant things in God often come from the insignificant that the light of Christ is breaking in to every darkness, that peace is available in the turmoil, that the transforming presence of Christ comes in meekness to every heart that will welcome him in. I hope these messages bring you some hope and some strength and some comfort in this season. Be blessed and I hope you enjoy a Christmas where these timeless truths in a world that's constantly changing remain true forever. Thanks so much for listening. Wonderful words, Simon. Um, Honestly, looking at that carol very, very differently um, than I have before. And actually the point you made at the beginning about musicians and last minute um, having to pull miracles out of the bag, I really (laughs) empathise with that part of the word. Um, But thank you so much for sharing. If that word or anything in this service today has touched you or stirred you or stirred your spirit, um, again, we have a team on hand if you're watching live. So please do use the live prayer button. We do have that team ready to engage with you and um, ready to pray with you, Um, especially also if if you don't know Christ or you haven't given your life to him or you just want to know a little bit more about him or have some questions, then please engage with those guys. It it will be the best decision that you, Mm. you ever make. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Um, like we mentioned before, this is our last Sunday online oh. meeting for 2020 oh. um, because there's no meeting next week because it's my birthday. Of course. Um, <laughs> but one thing I did just want to take a moment to say is, um, as it's the last meeting of the year, just to say thank you so much to oh. all of our online hosts, to all of the people in the studio and everyone behind the scenes who's just worked so hard yeah. this year. And thank you so much for joining us. Amazing. And a very happy Christmas. Yeah, and Merry Christmas, we'll see guys. you in 2021. Yeah, and for crossover service, don't forget. Yes, <laughs> and there'll be a special message on Christmas Day as well, yeah. so watch out for that. Brilliant. See you guys later. Bye. They're going to think it's oh, me. Oh, I just had a dizzy moment. That was weird. I get that all the time. I've got a bit of vertigo. Okay. Have you? Oh. Yeah. Can't fly. Can't go on roller coasters. You have dizzy moments? You can't fly. I can't oh. fly. You can't fly because you've <laughs> got, got wings. wings. So birthday, birthday, 2020, birthday, 2020. <laughs> I'm linking it, but I was going to make a joke about um, not having a lie down, like having a sleep. <laughs> I don't know Let's if it'll do it. work. Let's do it. I don't know if it, we'll see. I might. If it doesn't work, then it'll be really it'll be dead. It humor. might be really awkward. Yeah, which know. might be also funny. So I'm up. The presents I got at Christmas, or the food that I'm eating, or anything like that. So um, yeah, to, so check that out on the website. We're really excited about that. And uh, talking about laying our lives down, um, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> 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 I'm talking about laying our lives down. I don't need to make a joke, it's fine. I don't have to crack jokes. But there will be a special message it's going out on Christmas Day. It's fine, we'll, we'll let that one, we'll let then, that one slide. And um, then both say have an amazing Christmas. Yep. And see you in 2020. Will we say what? that in unison? Or? No, I think that might be <laughs> I think we'll just agree with each other. Yeah.